and we have a special guest right off the bat. She's a Melbourne City girl. Um, lo and behold, she's actually a Sydney person who has seen the light, like somebody else I know, and came down under. She came south, crossed the border to play for Melbourne City, and we are thrilled to bits to have her in the studio. Uh, Tori Tumith, welcome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Now, you've been just, you know, just bubbling away at Melbourne City, getting a little bit more confident, a little bit more comfortable, and getting aware of how Rado Vitasic, the coach, wants you girls to play. Um, you're feeling now, after a year and a bit, that you've got the system sorted? Yeah, I mean, Rado does have a very specific game plan and he likes to stick to that game plan and it's taken a, a bit of time, a new formation that I've learnt being down here, but I'm starting to feel really confident in the team and know my place in the team and knowing the way that we like to play and I think that's helped me on the field a lot over the past two years. Confidence is a big thing, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And when you're confident, you're composed, you're better on the ball. Um, and your game just goes to a, a new level. Tori, tell us about this system that City play and, and how you have Without to drill into it. giving too much away, of course. No, of course. This is know. a victory man over here. Just go <laughs> easy on him, Tori. <laughs> but it's very structured. I, I see the team is so well organised. It seems like you, you've got a really definite game plan going into every fixture. Every player seems to know exactly where they need to be now. Uh, tell us about the process of, uh, I guess, learning that, that shape. Um, yeah, we do have a game plan that we really like to stick to. Um, it's, um, it's a really ball playing system. So we like, you know, keeping possession and being possession based. And then when we don't have the ball, it's a really aggressive pressing um, structure and everyone has their roles. And, um, yeah, we just like to stick to that as much as we can. And we know change, um, games do change, but we, we ultimately only have one plan and we stick to that plan. And make the illusion um, adjust to us. Uh, I was going to say the City Group, um, Manchester City, uh, which has had a, a phenomenal run of form over the last half a dozen years uh, in the English Premier League. They're still working to see if they can bring home a European uh, Championship mm-hmm. medal. But um, they play a, the, uh, the ultimate system, don't they? When, yeah. when, when Guardiola uh, says, we haven't got the ball, we've got to get the ball back. So that's Rado's plan, essentially, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. I think um, most of the City group, I know we follow the same kind of system as our men's team and um, stuff like that. We have the same principles as all of the City group. Uh, who are the characters in the team that you love to play with? Um, I guess we have we have a lot of characters. We have a lot of different characters. We have people who are like Bubs who are so – she's so experienced and she'll, she'll do anything for City, like she'll do anything for the team. Um, she's, a then, char- she's a character and a star, isn't she? She really is. And she's just someone that we all look up to and I guess she's like – she's kind of like the rock of the team. But then we also have so many young girls who are just, um, you know, trying week in, week out to be their best and like they – Holly's just being called up for the Matildas and you can see like she's just worked so hard and it's paying off. So we have like a lot of young girls who are who are there just trying to improve each week. And I think we have a really good balance between like the older girls like Emma Checker, um, Bubs, who have that experience. What about Stoddy? What about Stoddy? Oh, Stoddy's in, a, Stoddy's in a different category of her own stuff. Are Stoddy's we talking like, super starlet? <laughs> she, she is, but she's also a character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ha- hasn't her journey given you guys a lot of inspiration yeah she's really inspirational like you can see how much she's been through and you know she'll never complain she'll never 
she's really someone that we look up to in the team and she's just all about hard work. So this season, obviously the aspiration is the title, right? I mean, you know, last season was a bit different with a lot of new players coming in, big turnover, but you're in second place heading into a big crunch match between uh, yourselves and, and the other outstanding team this season, Sydney FC, which you know probably would determine who finishes on top of the ladder. Are the, the club and the, the group talking in terms of those definite goals or is it still, you know, game by game? Um. We definitely look game by game. We go into each game, you know, resetting, restarting and focusing on that game. We haven't really looked too much into the future, into finals or anything. We're just still trying to correct our game plan and making sure we we go at every game as a new game and a new opponent. Uh, Tori Tumuth is our special guest on FNR's State of Our Football Nation. Uh, Tori, last year, were you still at Bandura? Did you arrive and play at Bandura? And what's it been like watching that whole beautiful centre sort of decommissioned and move, of course, to Casey Fields? Yeah, don't get me wrong. Bandura was like also an excellent facility, but what's happening at Casey is um, really exciting. I think we've got a new home there and you can tell the club's gone above and beyond to, you know, get us the great facilities and it's really exciting. We're getting our own field being um, built, our own little stadium and stuff for the years coming. So, What's happening at Casey is really exciting. Now, you're a Sydney girl. What brought you down under? What was it that convinced you that, hey, this may well be my kind of town? Um, well, I've always been from Sydney, but I, I thought when Rado called me and said, you know, like, I want you in my team, um, this is our plans, this is our aspirations, I was, like, really excited for a new start um, to just kind of show what I got and to learn a lot of new things and also, like, the the roster they had before that transition period was amazing and what he's done with the team and what City has done for the team. Like, it's known as the most professional club in Australia. Like, I I would have been silly to turn it down. Uh, what, did, what did mum and dad think when, they, when you said to them, um, uh, guys, I, I'm off to Melbourne? <laughs> yeah, that, that really shocked, I guess. Like, that came out of nowhere and I've always been really close to, with my family, kind of like not leaving their side and then I probably, they were, they were really shocked and they're like, oh, I mean, I guess if that's what you want to do. <laughs> well, I suppose that would have been even more difficult uh, having we've been through this COVID pandemic and a lot of the opportunities to come backwards and forwards have been compromised because the borders have been closed. Have, have mum and dad actually seen you play in Melbourne live or have they been, um, been denied that opportunity? Um, so they had planned a few trips and they've all been cancelled because of whether having to quarantine when they get back or borders being closed. But I was actually lucky enough that they um, surprised me at the in the last game of last season to um, fly down from the last game of the season and from our presentation. But a lot of the opportunities that I've had to either like for them to fly down or in my two days off to fly back to Sydney has been cancelled because of COVID, which is hard. I mean, I, they didn't get to see my de- debut live and I haven't had Christmas for two years with my family, but I guess like that's a sacrifice you make. Yeah. Like, uh, well, when, when did you find out they actually was going to surprise you and arrived in Melbourne? Oh, Before the game like, or after the game? I was um, just before kickoff. I was on the field <laughs> and I saw my my brother wait and my mum waving from the um, corner of the field. <laughs> so, so you tweaked when they started waving. You went, "What?" Yeah, I was so surprised, and um, 
they weren't too happy with me because the last game of the um, the last game of the season was down in Dandenong, and you can imagine the price of an Uber from the airport. Oh. To Dandenong, so <laughs> <laughs> They thought they'd do something good. Oh, gee. Unbelievable. Uh, Let's go back through your career a little bit and and your progression through the juniors and and the NPL New South Wales ranks. You're at Arpia for a little while. But your involvement at uh, that all-conquering Sydney University team uh, has got to go down as as one of your biggest career influences to date, right? Yeah, 100%. um, I think that that team has – playing that team has to be one of the most – enjoyable environments I've been in in that Sydney Uni team and Alex had a really um, professional environment there and I really respect Alex and all the players that I've got to play with at Sydney Uni I think they helped me be where I was and I was brought into like the senior environment quite young and I think that that helped me learn and progress from being a player from a child from institute to you know a senior women's player. That's Alex Aparkas you're talking about, right? Who's he's got his uh, chance in the big leagues now with with Perth Glory. It must be uh, you must be kind of proud to see your your coach ascend to the the highest levels at the same time as you have. Yeah, it was um, kind of funny because uh, a month he was actually he's actually quite um, he's friendly with Rado, and um, he actually was the one that suggested to Rado to um, have a look at some clips and stuff and watch me play. And then a month later, he got his own role in <laughs> Good things come to good people. Yeah. Yeah, no, fantastic. Well, he must be sick he missed out on you, though. <laughs> yeah, he always jokes about it, but... <laughs> You're staying with us. Um, uh, uh, tell me something. Um, have you got any aspirations to uh, to play at a higher level of football? Um, I do. I do um, want to play overseas, of course, one day and play for the Matildas. But at the moment, I'm really happy with where I am. I feel like I still have so much to learn. And, like, I feel like this year I've just started to become, you know, really comfortable in the W League. And um, I'm still just – I'm happy with where I am at the moment. And, you know, with COVID, it makes it a bit – like a bit more reluctant to go overseas at the moment and stuff, but I'm just happy where I am and trying to learn as much as I can under Rado and at Melbourne City. Well, you're playing alongside some pretty talented defenders, you know, with the likes of Emma Checky you mentioned earlier, Winnie Heatley, another really promising young player who's very comfortable on the ball. What, what have you picked up playing alongside, you know, that group uh, and that, that defensive unit with, with Bubs behind you? Yeah, I've, I feel really comfortable and composed on the pitch when you're playing next to like really talented players and it gives you a little bit more freedom in a way to express yourself because you know like you have two really talented um, players and I mean playing five um, with wing backs as well gives you that little bit extra cover so you can kind of drive with the ball you can do a little bit more Mm. um, on the ball but also you feel a bit more um, protected and more as a unit without the ball. Junior, so, yeah. Ma- Junior Matilda, captain. You, you've 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 uh, played with some very good young players. Um, I bet you must be there. Must be a part of you itching. There's a women's World Cup coming, and I, yeah. I can't believe you don't want to put your best foot forward. No pressure, but I I, be- I believe you. That's inside you, deep inside. If I ask mum and dad, um, what is Tori thinking? They'd say she's going to go for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's just. Is putting your best foot forward at training every day and um, performing on the week and then just hoping someone sees you, I guess, and all you can do is really play your best football. Yeah, let me tell you, they are watching. 
They are watching. They and it's and it's something that we say to people time and time again. Uh, Josh and I have uh, you know have our favourites. Uh, we, we've watched some terrific young uh, players come through the ranks. One that Josh has had some uh, opportunity to work with, Alex Chidiak. Now I remember Alex when she arrived uh, at City as a really young girl. She must have been fifteen mm-hmm. from Adelaide, and I've I got enormous joy watching her fitting into the the, the system and ex, you know expressing her talent. And then of course she went overseas. And I think she's had some bad luck with injuries, and we know that. But she's back, and she's playing that terrifically creative, balanced football that I think she has in her. Um, so it must be exciting from your perspective to see the, the, these fabulously talented girls on the periphery that could be the next tier, next tier of Matildas. Yeah, I mean, you just never know, I guess. Um, Holly being brought into the Matildas now, mm. and she's, you just, I guess you just never know. Well, actually, you know, uh, in this business, uh, every time you, you step out, you're on show. You can't hide. And Liberty, the Liberty League now is, you know, taking the pictures into all manner of new markets. America now, of course, is gearing itself up for a World Cup after, you know, Australia and New Zealand do it. And the next World Cup after Qatar will be um, America, Mexico and Canada. That's going to be huge. So you can imagine the call for talented footballers over the next uh, two, three, four years. I want to ask you, Tori, about this big game that's coming up this weekend against Sydney FC, who've uh, who've set the benchmark this season. Not too much between the two teams on the table, though, when you take into account that that game in hand that, that City have. What's the preparation like for this one? Because... Uh, it's always exciting when you see the best teams in this competition come up against each other. And uh, you must have learned a bit from from last time out. Yeah, I mean, we weren't too happy with our performance last time around and we knew there was a lot of things that that didn't go to plan and that um, lots of things we weren't so happy with. But this time around, I mean, I feel like we're coming to the game more prepared. We'll know know what the quality of football that Sydney play and... they're a great team, like, don't get me wrong. But I feel like if we play our best football, we can definitely compete. We can, we can, um, it'll be a really good match. So we just need to stick to our game plan and go out there, do everything that we've trained for. We've, we've, we've prepared like any other match because we know exactly what we want to do and we want to do that every single game. So we'll just see. Hopefully we can produce that brand on the weekend. Uh, just going to say, if I can take you way, way back, who were your heroes in, the, in those early days of you playing the game? Um, I'm not too sure. Um, when I was young, my old brother played NPL and I'd go, um, you wanted to play with him. (laughs) So basically I started playing football because, um, I went down to the local park and my brother was actually the one meant to play. And, um, he was too, he was too young to sign up for a team. So then I said, Oh, I'm old enough to pull me in. But then I started playing with the boys then. Um, I always wanted to, be like my older brother because he was playing week in, week out and stuff like that, went through Project 22 and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I didn't has I didn't really have a hero. Like, of course, I had the big ones like, you know, Ronaldo, Messi and stuff like that. But other than that, just, yeah, watching my brother week in, week out. You know, when um, uh, uh, Louise Taffer and I used to go to the um, Matilda's games uh, over the last couple of years when mm. she was working with us at FNR, 
And interestingly, I couldn't believe how many young boys were at the game and celebrating and supporting the Matildas. Mm. So it seems to me, just as you wanted to play um, with with the uh, the boys growing up and your heroes were the Messis, were the Ronaldos and so on, it seems to me that it's interchangeable. This young generation of football fans sees football stars, male or female, and they don't have a problem. They'll just get, get right behind them. And if they like what, what they're seeing and how they play, they back them. Do you get that huh? feeling? Do you get that feeling? Yeah, like the recognition that Sam Kerr has got recently from, you know, males, females, everyone in Australia has been, like the support that she's received has been massive. Like everyone knows who Sam Kerr is, whether you're female, whether you're male, whether you play soccer or whether you don't. Like I think that's what's great about the growing game for females in football. I wanted to come back to the sibling dynamic because uh, we see so many uh, great sports. By the way, I should add, I should add, he's a referee and he's other guys, yeah. (laughs) So he's probably he's probably going to find out a bit more about you know how how the two energies sort of come together. Go on. Well, I I just it strikes me how many times we interview players and there's often sort of friendly competitive sibling rivalry at play uh, in their their development oh, and so sorry. forth i think it i think it, it sort of stokes the kind of competitive tension and not wanting to lose that you kind of <laughs> need when you're a professional athlete when you when you grow up with a sibling especially if they they play the same sport that you do yeah well um growing up me and my older brother we used to um play like one-on-ones in the kitchen and like in the kitchen but um, he actually has given up. But I have a really talented younger brother who's um, on the verge of playing for the NRL. So I guess from that perspective, the fact that he plays a different sport is a bit helpful because there's no competition there. <laughs> <laughs> who's, he get, who's he likely to play for? Um, he's contracted with the West Tigers. He's, um, he's got a scholarship. And what position are we talking about? Um, he's a forward. He's a big boy. All <laughs> oh, right. Okay. We'll stay right away from the 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 big forwards. Yeah. No. No. Uh, old, go- old, go- old goalkeepers and uh, defender or, or striker. Oh, I played everywhere, George. Play, wherever, play, wherever they needed me. Wherever you know, we had him in a, a celebrity game a couple of years ago, and he did his knee. <laughs> I don't think it was a celebrity game. George. Talk about talk about sympathy vote. I mean, I can't believe it. We had him in a brace. How long were you in that brace for? Uh, I was I was walking with a stick for about three months. George. Yeah, I, was, that's I why, really I really that, milked that's it. Why we have a standing desk in the studio in Docklands because <laughs> you had to stand up like this. It was amazing stuff. Oh, but we digress, Tori. It's, it's been terrific finding out more about you. We're talking to Tori Tumuth, who's a Melbourne City uh, defender. Uh, she's been part of the squad the last two years under Rado Vitisic. Uh, last year, the results, not so much because of what uh, Josh talked about. There was an enormous um, change of mm. personnel. And that takes time, as you as you touched on earlier. Uh, you're, the, the thing that's come through here, now you're starting to really feel like you're part of that outfit, uh, which a year and a half ago wouldn't have been the case, correct? Yeah, 100%. I mean, last year I was going from making my, de- my, making my debut and making my starting debut at the same time. And I know we just had a completely new roster and it's hard. You need to get used to the team that you're working with and especially with the game plan that we have and the really specifics that Rado lacks, like that takes time and it does, it does um, take a while for the team to gel. 
Speaking of the, the chemistry, I mean, we talked about the back line before, but also the, the way that front three is working together this season has really intrigued me, both on and off the ball. I mean, they work mm. pretty hard as the, as the first line of defense uh, with the press that you mentioned earlier, but that also shutdown, the, yeah. there seems to be a nice, a nice blend of, of attributes and talents in that, in that forward line. You know, you've got Rihanna Politsina, who's so, so good on the ball in terms of her set pieces and the weight she puts on passes and Holly McNamara is just grease lightning. And then Hannah Wilkinson, I mean, you get it on her head or anywhere in the six yard <laughs> box and it's a goal. So you've kind of got the, the perfect formula, the speed, the skill, the physicality. Yeah, we do. And I think that's, what's been really successful for us. Um, we've been able to score those goals because we have that great balance and they balance each other out perfectly. And they have, we have such a great dynamic off the field and you can see that translates on the field. What what is the the group like in terms of like socially? How much do you actually hang out with each other off the field, or do you, do you get sick of the sight of each other after a while? Question. <laughs> um, so we have we have a um, two share houses on the same block of land, and we have eleven girls living here. So oh my goodness, that must be chaos. <laughs> yeah. um, we spend we spend pretty much the whole time we're here together, and. I think that what's that's what makes us so close and like we're always with each other whether it's at training or at home. Like, so is there a, t- a pecking order or a roster for the bathroom and, uh, and the, for dishes the kitchen and, and the dishes? <laughs> um, we we luckily we have our own en suites, we have our own fridges, we have our own everything. So we're not we're not really sharing. But I guess like dinner times where it becomes a bit chaotic, <laughs> we're all in the kitchen together. But yeah, we just have such a great relationship off the field, and that really helps you play good football. Well, we'll see the team chemistry in action this weekend. Big game. Tori Toomer, thank you so much for joining us here on FNR and we wish you the best of luck coming up against Sydney FC. Thank you so much for having me.